You've just landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Welcome. So in this first uh, first episode of the podcast, I'll be giving some introductions about what the podcast is about, the who I am, uh, and some other information that you might find useful about my work. So... First things first, my name is Phil McAuliffe and I am The Lonely Diplomat and it is my pleasure to welcome you to this first edition um, of this podcast. Now, I'm going to confess straight up right now that this is indeed a pretty surreal experience. Um, For those of you who have not ever recorded your own podcast. Let me just paint a picture for you. I'm sitting here in my small study in our small house in this small city at the end of the world with a whole lot of technology in front of me trying to convince myself that it is perfectly normal to be sitting in this room alone talking out loud to a microphone that is about 20 centimetres away from me. So it is just a little strange, not going to lie, to try and act normal. And I am fighting every impulse to not sound like like an FM radio DJ and encouraging uh, callers to call through so they can win stickers or free prize packs or something like that. I'm going to resist that temptation. And I'm also going to resist the temptation to have people call through like some kind of talkback radio shock jock. No, no, it's just me. And given that this is the first podcast that I've recorded and the first podcast uh, of mine that you've listened to, um, we're on a journey together. So that seems to me to be uh, a bit more comforting. So for those of you who aren't familiar with my work, my name is Phil McAuliffe and I'm The Lonely Diplomat. I have a blog called The Lonely Diplomat over on thelonelydiplomat.com and I write about what it is like to be a mid-career diplomat. Now, I have had four, well, two diplomatic postings as the posted diplomat and been or currently on my second posting as an accompanied spouse. Um, So my wife and I are both diplomats for uh, the Australian government. So um, we have been posted to Caracas with her job Uh, and then after a few years back in Canberra and some time in Darwin we uh, moved to Ho Chi Minh City in southern Vietnam for my first posting a few years back in Canberra uh, and then it was three years in Korea in Seoul the wonderful city of Seoul Um, on my second posting. Then we were cross-posted with my wife's work 
here to Wellington, New Zealand. So while she goes off to work, I write, I am working to make The Lonely Diplomat a place for mid-career diplomats like you, indeed like me, to, uh, to create a place for people like you and me to reconnect with ourselves and the world around us. Now, this is not to say that this is exclusively for mid-career diplomats, far from it. The themes that I talk about in my work are easily translated to many other professions. Indeed, the themes apply to many people and the feelings that many people have as we enter our mid-lives. Now, this is um, useful to, to keep in mind, I guess, but also when I went through a midlife crisis, um, coming up to a major birthday, my 40th birthday when um, I was in Seoul, I did what many people do these days and turned to Google uh, for some help and support from people who would understand or could understand what it is like to be a mid-career diplomat and the environment in which we live and work. And there was nothing, absolutely nothing it would seem um, that I could find that would that I could I could um, connect with. Uh, and as a result, I uh, have created this. Now I've probably gone ahead uh, a little bit, so I'll, I'll rein it back just a moment. But yes, I am um, Australian, and for those of you who might not be familiar with the Australian accent, I apologise. Um, you're going to get used to it uh, from listening to me through this episode and subsequent episodes. But sometimes an Australian accent is difficult to understand. Sometimes the turns of phrase that I use, the words that I use, might be different to what you use if you're a native English speaker, or might be completely different to the version of, of English that you have learned um, previously. If that is the case, please feel free to reach out to me through social media. Um, I'm on Facebook at The Lonely Diplomat, Instagram at The Lonely Diplomat, and LinkedIn, uh, Phil McAuliffe and The Lonely Diplomat, um, or through good old-fashioned email, and I'll do what I can to put the email address um, with this, uh, with the description of this podcast. But it is at ad, uh, sorry admin at thelonelydiplomat.com, or one word for the lonely diplomat. So, if something just doesn't make sense, or you want me to explore something further, or have some feedback for me, or have suggestions for other. Um, uh, other discussions, please do feel free to reach out and let me know. This works best, I find, when uh, it is a discussion. So while this is an introductory podcast, the subsequent um, episodes will have interviews once I work out how to use the technology to record 
phone calls. Um, and I have a whole list of some very interesting people who I'll be approaching uh, and talking to them about certain aspects that I raise in my, uh, my blog posts. So that's kind of the housekeeping out of the way. And what I want to do now is to um, kind of talk about my experience. And I've given you a very quick pricey of my work experience. Um, and so I have been 20 years uh, this month, a public servant, an Australian public servant, um, and have lived and worked in many different locations uh, around the world. Now, do not misunderstand me. This is an absolutely amazing life that uh, that I'm leading uh, and that diplomacy in general can provide. The In many instances, in almost every instance, the recruitment brochures, and I'm probably showing my age here, but websites now um, for agencies, government agencies that send people overseas to live and work as diplomats, do get it right. It is, you know... Uh, a, a, a field in which we can work in that you can't do anywhere else. And the skills and experience that we get along the way during postings and um, back in our home cities are what well, can't you can't get them anywhere else. And, and perhaps the what comes closest is living the life of an expatriate. Um, in the private sector, but even then, that's 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 different for a few key reasons, which in subsequent episodes I'll be exploring. However, um, like everything, there is um, a shiny side of the coin, and then perhaps a darker, rustier, dirtier side of the coin um, to really stretch that um, analogy there, metaphor analogy. Um, where uh, there, this life does come at a cost. And the entire reason for my work is to create a place for mid-career diplomats primarily to acknowledge the dark side of the coin. The flip side um, is pro probably the word that I'm looking for there. And to know that they're not alone, where those thoughts and feelings that they might be experiencing, that you might be experiencing, after 10, 15, 20 years of doing this amazing job, that you're not alone in experiencing those feelings and thinking those thoughts. And indeed, I maintain that airing those, having a conversation about those, that that flip side is a positive and healthy thing. And it re-engages us to the work, the reason that we're doing it, and actually can make us better diplomats, better representatives of our country overseas. Now, some of these themes, and I'll get to the, my central themes in just a moment, might actually make people feel uncomfortable because they are 
being expressed perhaps for the first time and where that manifests itself for me is in the wonderful feedback that I am getting from my readers who say to me, who write to me saying, I thought I was the only one. Let me tell you that you are not the only one. You are not alone. This work that I'm doing focuses on five central themes and they are diplomacy what is diplomacy and and as a subset who are diplomats and what work do we do competition because we work in a hyper competitive environment where it is really difficult to get into an agency that does send people overseas to work because it is a significant draw. And so generally speaking, the best and the brightest um, are accepted into programs that um, uh, in, in those agencies, so recruitment programs. That competition to get in is the first step where perhaps your high school, your, your secondary schooling um, and your tertiary education and perhaps postgraduate has all been aimed to give you the experience, the exposure and at least the theoretical skills to get into those organisations in the first place. Once you're in those organisations, however, the competition doesn't stop. And indeed, our employing agencies can be a hothouse of competition. And the competition ratchets up to promotions and there are smaller and smaller and smaller senior number of senior positions as you progress up the career ladder and for postings so uh, there are you know everybody wants to go to um, to the to the big glamorous cities and live that glamorous lifestyle um, but remember that every for every Paris and London and Canberra, I'm going to say Canberra is a great city to, to be posted to. Um, there is the dangerous war-torn capitals um, which uh, uh, in which you can find embassies. Um, so the competition for postings, promotions, for attention in order to get those postings and promotions is fierce and my work explores how, what that can do to us uh, and what that can do to our sense of self, our sense of uh, our, our recalibration of normal in inverted commas. Um, uh, if you do this for, if you live and work in this environment for a number of years, so that's competition. Coming off that is the third one is resilience. Now, briefly, alluded to that one in the types of places in which we live. But we diplomats are um, strong, smart, um, exercise 
generally speaking, sound judgment. And we can see people at their worst, day in, day out. Particularly, I'm, I'm looking at you consular people who help our citizens when they get in trouble, um, when they are away from home and have to come to a diplomatic mission to get a new passport, to get any kind of government document notarized or witnessed. Um, but even then, um, that's on the good side of things, uh, all the way through to the bad side of um, when people are killed, when people are jailed, when people are hospitalized, and we need to facilitate um uh, their movement through local bureaucracies or, um, or, or or moving home. Doing that as your job can really test our resilience. And resilience in diplomacy has kind of become a buzzword in which we can't be posted, at least in the Australian context, at least in my employing agency's context, we can't be posted unless we are psychologically resilient and tested as such. The issue is resilience has become uh, uh, a concept that has changed to mean that we are constantly able to work harder, constantly able to do more with less money, to um, constantly bounce back from these sometimes horrific horrific instances in, uh, that we deal with. Um, and that can actually be really damaging because resilience actually means that we surge to meet a crisis. And then when the crisis has passed, we can go back to form, go back to normal and reflect, learn, and then surge again. The issue with resilience and how it has become uh, an altered uh, altered definition of it um, is that the crises continue to come thick and fast and we do not have time or the skills. Indeed, the competitive environment means that we can be reluctant to say that we're not okay out of fear that's, that we will not be found resilience, resilient to do another posting or a promotion or, you know, we get the wrong kind of attention. So that's resilience. The fourth one, um, losing count there, is uh, on loneliness. Now, loneliness is how um, the, the stresses and the disconnection with myself and the world around me manifested itself. Um, and uh, uh, the issue with loneliness is that we all have our own paths and we can be lonely when surrounded by friends, family, um, and uh, otherwise look like we have everything together. Indeed, loneliness is a modern epidemic where we do not feel connected and, and, and loneliness 
is the lack of connection, the disconnection with those around us and I contend with ourselves because we have spent so much time being the diplomat that we can really lose who we are as a person. Now, loneliness is how it manifested. All of that manifested in me where I did realize when I was getting to 40 that there was something not quite right within me, that on paper, everything in my life was perfect or near perfect, but I felt that I had nobody in my life anymore as a result of this diplomatic life and me being me at the time, I had no one in my life with whom I could pick up the phone and say, I really need you to listen to me. I really need you to to hear me out without feeling like I was intruding, without feeling like I had to go, like to, to catch up with them, um, you know, after sort of five or plus years of no communication. Now, for many people, um, that might resonate, but for others, it might be a case of, you know, loneliness because of, of divorce or children grown up and moved away, um, uh, death of a family or, um, or other such horrific um, uh, event. We'll explore loneliness in, in many different ways guises um, uh, in in coming podcasts and in coming blog posts. Um, But for now, that's the fourth theme. The fifth theme is connection. And connection is the antidote to loneliness. But connection is something more than just the cure of loneliness. Connection means, for me and, and for my work, connection to those around you. So your workmates, your family, your friends, reconnecting with them in a real and authentic way. Secondly, it is, well, sorry, that's, that's secondly. This is thirdly, because I'm keeping number one um, a surprise. But number three is connecting to the community around you. So we diplomats can swoop in for one, two, three years, four year postings, live in a community and then move on to the next place. And the sense of being part of a community, particularly if you are living and working in a uh, in a place where there's a different language, different culture, it can actually be quite isolating, but we need to get in there and do our bit um, uh, for uh, to, to, to reach out and be part of our communities. But the first one is actually connecting to yourself. And this, to me, is key, where we must, must be connected with ourselves, our real, authentic, so far in our lives, been absolutely terrified of people finding out things about us. We need to own all of that about ourselves and put ourselves out there. So they're the five themes. Now, how um, 
sorry, where now that I'm doing this and I've been writing this post for uh, the you know running this website for about six months now, uh, and I've been getting some fantastic feedback, and it's it just makes it worthwhile. It really does. It makes my day when I get these emails, and sometimes these emails or, or instant messages or direct messages are quick and furtive. You know, you're awesome, thumbs up, uh, and, and you know, um, that's it. And other times it's people seriously sitting down, writing an email and saying what's going on with them. It is an absolute privilege to get this feedback. Um, but I want to say this very clearly, that if you are a diplomat, if you are a mid-career diplomat and you are thinking that things just aren't right, things could be better within you, you are not alone. You are no longer alone. There are other people who are thinking and feeling much the same, if not exactly the same as you, but because of the nature of our work and how and where we do our work, we can feel that our personal circumstances, we, 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 we're not entitled to own our personal circumstances. No longer, no longer, because I'm here and please know that you are not alone. There indeed might be people in your city, in your office, who are readers of my blog, who have reached out, just like you may have. And my work is about connecting us together, because I do not care what you do, where you do it, or for whom you do it. I care about the person doing the job, because unless we are comfortable within ourselves, honest and authentic with ourselves and each other, then we can go through life on autopilot and doing things that we are supposed to be doing, that we should be doing because other people expect it. Let me promise you, or I promise you, that, that the pathway to disconnection with yourself lies down that path. That was the path that I have walked down. So this is pretty much all I wanted to say for this introductory um, podcast. The idea is to be in your ears for about half an hour as you commute to or from work. Um, and to give you something quick to think about. Um, uh, and I do intend to do this about once uh, once a week or maybe once a fortnight, corresponding with um, so with the with a blog post um, uh, on on my website. So if you haven't subscribed, please feel free to go to www.thelonelydiplomat.com. And if you want, you can have a look at Joining the Lounge, a place where I ha that I have created on my website for diplomats and those who love them to come and get support anonymously, if you want, 
um, because I know how hard it can be for people to engage with my work on social media in public. So the lounge um, on my website is a place where you must sign in. I have to accept uh, your application and you can engage on the topics raised in my blog. You can ask questions, you can give support to others, you can get support from others and you can call yourself Mickey Mouse if you want um, and uh, engage that way because again, I don't care who you work for, what you do or where you do it. I care about the person doing this job. Okay, so feel free to subscribe, feel free to um, to join the lounge if that feels like something you want to do. But in the meantime, it sounds like it's time for you to depart. So until next time, thank you for joining us. Be awesomely you, be humanly you, and I'll catch up with you next time. Thanks for listening. expressed in this episode are my own and all sounds are freeware in the public domain. Thanks for listening.